0: Hey everyone, welcome to the Gatekeepers podcast, where we believe that a rich knowledge of the Word should translate to a rich relationship with the Lord. It's theology unto intimacy. Whether you're joining us for an episode of Bible Talks or just listening to one of our weekly sermons, we want to thank you for being here. Our prayer is that this podcast would provoke your study of the Word and ultimately lead you to a more vibrant relationship with the Lord. Blessings. All right, Casey here with a, uh, another episode of Bible Talks. We are so excited. We're going to be starting a series uh, on the end times eschatology, um, and I've got a, a good friend here, Jamie Pridgen, uh, who has co-pastored with me uh, for a couple of years, and uh, or rather I co-pastored with him, uh, and I, guys, I'm so jazzed for this series uh, because it, it's, it's one of those things that um, everybody has questions about, and nobody knows where to go to uh, for answers, And uh, Jamie here is, uh, he is probably the most knowledgeable person I have met personally um, on the end of the age, on uh, the study of end times. And he has, uh, he's just been such a gift to me. Anytime I have questions about end times, I go to him. Uh, And so he agreed to sit down for hours and just plow through uh, eschatology with us. And so uh, Jamie... Why don't, you, why don't you introduce yourself, tell us a little bit about you, um, like just two minutes on 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 you, your story.
1: Yeah, um, uh, so my name is Jamie, and my, I got a wife and uh, four kids, and my wife's name's Jamie as well, and it's uh, kind of the running joke, we're Jamie and Jamie, and uh, four little kids live here in Buford, Georgia. Uh, I was on staff at the, uh, the House Prayer, and of course, it's now Gate City uh, Church, at uh, least since 2006, so whatever that is. Uh, Long time, yeah. man. 15, 16 years, and then uh, um transitioned off staff about two years ago, um, and now I'm a uh, full time catastrophic adjuster. So it's kind of a random shift, but something the Lord, the Lord <laughs> told me. In yeah, times, yeah, though, still right? still, it's still in times, though, right? Still in times. it's a good business to be in as we go into the birth things. That's for sure. Um, and so, been doing that for the past uh, two years. Part time, I've been, been doing it for about six years, and then full time for the past two years. And so, um, but still very much involved with the church. And and uh, uh, and so, yeah, just a uh, you know, we like, so it was a young adult pastor for several years. Um, it was, uh, gotten, got really, uh, uh, I guess interested in the subject of eschatology or the study of end times. Um, and probably starting in 2000, and I believe it was 2006, 2007, right in that range, um, when I did an internship out in Kansas City and, uh, had some really just cool things with the Lord. Really, I felt like he was directing me to really study this stuff out. And so I started, kind of started pursuing it then. And, uh, and I started like literally knowing nothing. Like, I mean, like, it, mm. it, it, I remember hearing my first end times real end times teaching, uh, I think around 2004, 2005, and got nothing out of it. Like, <laughs> like was completely clueless, didn't understand really anything the guy said. Um, and, uh, and you know, and then I went from that, and there's a, there's, a whole, there's a whole story behind it, but, but where the Lord uh, really helped me. Uh, to begin to give up mind around it and get a little bit of uh, pieces of the furniture together, so to speak, a little, you know, Mm -hmm. kind of understand a few of these ideas. And from there, it just kind of, it kind of took off for me and just became a real passion, something I really enjoyed not only teaching, but just studying just personally. And, uh, and, uh, you know, and, and so it's been something I've just been looking at for a bunch of years since then. And, and I don't, I mean, there's so much, I don't know. And there's so much that I, that, you know, if we were to get into it, I'd go, man, I, I don't know what that's talking about there, or even how mm-hmm. to answer that. And, and I'm okay with that because I think that, uh, you know, Daniel uh, talks about this in, in Daniel uh, 12. It says that that uh, you know the Lord tells Daniel, to seal up the words and shut them up until the time of the end. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and th- in other words, there's going to be parts of the revelation of the of the end times that aren't going to be understood, no matter how much we st- we stare into it, yeah. until the Lord releases that revelation. So. Um, you know, there's, there's that aspect where it's like, man, we could look at this all day long and we're still not going to put it all together until the Lord decides, but there are things that God has revealed. And I want to like, I, I just, I just find it exciting just to look into it. So
0: That's awesome. I have, I'm like, my, my mind is flooding with so many stories of uh, times that I've eaten humble pie through you and your study of end times, whether you realize it or not. Like I'm thinking of, um so when my, when I met my wife, uh, I was in Bible college and I was taking uh, an eschatology class, right? And so I was at Luther Rice Seminary University, um, and uh, one of my first classes was eschatology, Southern Baptist School. And so I was like real geeked out about it, you know. And at this time, I'm like 21. We're probably dating at this time. I'm 21, and she had been really marked by um, your teaching on end times. Wow. And uh, I don't, I don't even. I, I'm sure I've told you this at some point, but dude, we used to get into like these like knockdown, dragout arguments. Wow. Right. Over, over end times, because I was taught, you know, pre-trib, uh, rapture viewpoint. And, and I was taught that anything other than that is, you know, essentially heresy and, and, idiotic. And, um, and so I, you know, I had all my arguments and I would just sit there and like tell her, no, 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 listen, you know, you need to listen to me. I know what I'm talking about. I'm the one going to school for this. Who is Jamie Pridgen? Cause she's kept saying, well, you just need to go talk to Jamie Pridgen. I'm like, who is this Jamie Pridgen? Matter, no matter what he says he didn't know, he didn't go to bible college he's some he's just some guy at some local church and you know lo and behold you know years later we merge and mm-hmm. um i will <laughs> I will never forget you you got this idea you were like hey let's start an eschatology group let's just get you know because none of us knew each other right you know and we were just all kind of like in this room together and and you and um several of other leaders and you guys you guys started out and and this is what you said I remember just being so marked by this. Um, because, you know, you've got in the merge, you have, you know, it's several of us in that room who, uh, you know, they have different, we all just had different, you know, eschatology. You right. Know, just, we were different. We were taught something else than, than what you and some of the other leaders from, from IHOP were. And you guys, uh, you were so humble about it. You, you literally, and I, and I, it was so genuine. I know that it was genuine. You guys literally just said, Hey, is we're going to, we're going to start this e-group. We're going to study the end times together. We're going to figure out where we've been wrong, uh, you know, maybe just readjust a little bit, but we just, we really want the Bible to, um, to have its way and to inform us. Um, And um, hopefully this, you know, the idea was hopefully this will one, improve our our study of the word, but two, you know, really, you Mm -hmm. know, form some relationships and some, uh, you know, real bond. And you guys literally, I don't know if you remember this, Jamie, but you, you, you guys just said, you go, okay, let's start with the text. Like, let's just open up to Matthew chapter 24. Mm. Let's see what the Bible says. And let's just let that be our starting point. And I was shocked. Uh, only because when I went to Bible college, they didn't start with the text. Mm. They started with this is what we believe. Right. Right? They like they immediately in in school gave me the lens in which to view things before they allowed me to view things. Mm. And you guys were the opposite. You guys were like, Hey, let's just sit down, let's open the Bible and let's let the Bible direct us and course correct us as we continue forward. Right. And we just kind of read through the texts of Matthew 24 and some other passages. And I just remember being dumbfounded, first of all, because just right there in the text, things that I held dear in my eschatology were, were, were clearly not accurate. Right. And my wife, remember this started with us arguing? So now we're like eight years into our marriage. I like, my wife picks me up from IHOP. She knew we were doing this e-group. And she looks over at me and she goes, so what'd you think? And I looked at her and I just had to repent. I said, I said, oh, baby, I'm so sorry. I said, you were right. I just, I just needed to talk to Jamie and Billy. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm so wrong. <laughs> That's awesome. So I'm like, anyway, I'm like super jazzed to be here. You've been such a gift for me, um, in unlocking the word, uh, and, and and even our relationship over the years. And so, um, I have a very unique perspective on this because, uh, you know, I was taught what probably 90% of our, our, you know, listeners are taught. Right. Right. I got my eschatology from the left behind series, (laughs) you know? And, um, and so one of the things that, that we, let's just like jump right into the series. One of the things that we, um, that we often hear when we're talking about the study of the end times is why is it so important? Right. Like one of the things we, we hit it. It's a core value here at gate city. Hmm but why why do you think is it so important that the believer is um that studies end times and 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 has some grasp on it like what's if you just give me a couple of, a couple minutes on that
1: yeah well I mean just, just one thought just on what you said earlier though before I jump to that you, you mentioned that you know you'd come from a different background and you know it was, and, you know in your case it was a pre-tribulation background um, and uh you know i've often found that that the it's sometimes helpful to have if you have any kind of view, even if it's not necessarily a correct view, mm-hmm. but you have some, you have some, it's like you have a room and you have some furniture in it. You, can, you know what I mean? You kind of know what the room's supposed to look like. You kind of got it. Yeah. you know, it, in that case, it's easier to take the furniture and move it to different spots if you need to, because you, you kind of have a base, you know, yeah. what. You have something What's hard is when you don't have anything. You just have an empty room. You don't know what that room's for. And that's where a lot of people are. They don't have even any in time teaching. They don't know anything. And so they have nothing to move around whenever somebody brings a new idea. Yeah. Um, the issue though, there is what he says about humility. You know, it's once you have furniture in place, are you humble enough to be able to move that furniture? If, if other ideas come forth that, that maybe challenge your, your viewpoint, and that's hard because, man, our, totally. when we when we get views, we especially if, we've ever, if we ever taught that view somewhere, then if we feel like it's ours, yeah, it belongs to us, it's, and it's a part of our, it's a part of our, who we are. And to challenge that is to challenge us, and and it's and it's that's that's a, that's a problem, you know. Because even if you have the right view, God still wants us to have that heart. It's like we can, because man, he's gonna he's gonna challenge all of our views. At the end of the day, when we stand before Him, we're gonna realize how many areas that we we missed in this, and. Uh, and so I want to, I want to, I'm saying it for me, but I, I was thinking for all of us that we could just stay humble enough to hear other things. Even if those other views are wrong, we, we can, we can at least hear it out and be able to actually, you know, compare it against the word so that we can actually, actually formulate our views on why we believe what we believe. Yeah. And so anyway, I, so I just, good, just on that, I think it's, I, I don't, I don't look down on the, you or anyone who had a different viewpoint Cause we, we all start somewhere and it's like, it's actually a good thing. If we've got something, we've got him who has more can be given. If you, if you have something, it's like, you can actually add to it, but if you got nothing, it's really hard to even get that first step, but, but not, not impossible. And that's what many people are probably listening here that don't have anything. It's like, well, hopefully today will serve as a, as a step to grab something so that you can begin to build upon that. Um, so the question was, was, uh, why would you want to study the end times? Um and so uh, it's it's a great question. I mean, obviously if we're living in that time period, that that's that becomes self-evident. You know, you'd want to be prepared for the for the, the 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 glories that are coming and the challenges that are coming. Um that's that's obvious. But what happens if from like every other generation you're not living in that, you know, time period when the Lord's gonna return? Um, because we don't know. And uh and so, so then, is there a value to it? And one thing I would say is that, well, you know, in Revelation one one, it, it calls it. uh He says it's the revelation of Jesus Christ. Um So, in other words, there's a there's an aspect of the end times that actually teaches us about what Jesus is like, what God is like. And so, so, so if we don't, you know, if we if we if we're ignorant of that, there's a portion of who God is that we're missing out in in our our diet of of who He is. And uh, and so. It's important, I think, just in a standalone standalone. It's important just as it relates to knowing the fullness of God. Um, and so, uh, and then you know, there's there's something about the way the Lord set up His church when He was teaching on eschatology that He wanted every generation to live with that gener- with that time in mind. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's uh, you know in, in um, Matthew I think it was twenty five where, where Jesus is given the parable. I'm sorry, I think twenty four. He was given the parable of the uh, the servants that the 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 king that went away on a far journey and he entrusted his servants you know with 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 different tasks he said mm-hmm. he said you know to be faithful over over it. and uh, it said that you know there was a couple of them that were faithful and he said but, uh, he said many of the shepherds he says they began to he said they thought the king was delayed in coming yeah. so they began to beat their servants and they began to. Abused the authority that God had given them, but he connects it to the idea because they they didn't un, they didn't have a recognition of the nearness of the Lord's return. They weren't living with uh, an yeah. anticipation of His coming, and so it's like when we we lose sight of the end goal, we oftentimes will mess up the 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 current what God's given us to do right now. Jeez, and so, yeah. um, and and that that not that doesn't just apply just to the idea of Jesus returning, but the whole eschatological picture of where this thing's going, where where eternity is going. You know, most people, when we think about, when we, most people, when we think about just the next, you know, the next age, we just think about dying and going to heaven and, and it really kind of stops there and it's not real clear after that. And so it's very hard to live for that. It's very Mm -hmm. hard to like, to, to, to really set your anchor and live for something that you have such, you have very little clarity on what you're actually going to get. Nobody does that in real life. We don't, we, why do we work a job? Because we know we're going to get paid. It's money. It's so real. Good. It's something yeah, I can set totally. my mind to, which then equals I'm going to have a better life. I can buy these things, or I can do these things, or I can have these experiences. And so we, so we, you know, we 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 work hard in this life for for a reward that we can grasp, and yet the most ultimate reward, the most ultimate, you know a real, uh, thing that we could ever seek in life we have such we, it's so foggy it's like we're just going to die and go to some clouded city and yeah. float on clouds and you know there's going to be babies with harps and you know like <laughs> like that's that's it you know what i mean and so we're not excited about it obviously yeah. because it because it's actually not true and it's and it's we're not excited about it and we and we haven't we can't put our we can't there's nothing to put your teeth on there's nothing to get to get around yeah. and so I, you know, I found that, that the more I could see in the Word what the Bible actually said about it, or 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 kind of where this thing is going, then it's like, okay, well, if that's true, then I could actually see myself reorienting my life in practical ways in light of that time that's coming. Yeah. And so um, I think it's important just for, for those aspects. I, I, I would say this: the the early, if you you know study the early church, or even just the, just the, the gospel, the gospels, and and the, and, and then the uh, the writers, you know, the afterwards like Paul and, and Peter and different ones you don't realize how often they incorporated the end times into their teachings. Like it, it's one of those things that's I I, I compare it to like when somebody's shopping for a car and they don't, you know, like maybe before you were thinking about buying a car, you never, you never you know, pay attention. You don't see that car anywhere, but as soon as you're like, I got to buy a car and you get you, maybe you get a car in mind. Mm. All of a sudden you start seeing that car everywhere. Yeah, Yeah. Everybody's got that car. It's like, man, you know, and you just see it on the road all the time, and that color, and it's, it just pops out to you. And 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 oftentimes I find it's that way with with any subject in the Bible. But as we're talking about eschatology, when, once like once you get a, a you start getting this a little bit, and it starts getting into your spirit, and you start seeing it, you start seeing it. It's written everywhere. Yeah. It's not just in the Book of Revelation. It's not it's just so in the real, Book of Daniel. Yeah. It is it is it is written throughout. And so, um, uh, I, you know, for example, um, you know, uh. You Know uh, Paul uh, he, when he was in, um, he went to the church of Thessalonica and in, in, in Acts 17, and he and it says that he was there for three weeks preaching,
0: mm-hmm.
1: so he was there three Sabbaths. What it says, and and he gets a group of converts that get saved in this three week window, and they become they form a new church, and he's there only for three Sabbaths, and then persecution rises, and he has to scatter, he has to leave, yeah. And so he's got this brand new church with all these new believers, and I mean, no pastoral team really. I mean, yeah, but he's like, but he leaves. I mean, he's the main guy, so he's gone. And so he's like, worried about them like, how are these, how are they going to survive? And you know, without the leadership and the time that we need to better really establish a church. And so he writes him a letter. And of course, we know that is First Thessalonians. And, and and if you read it, I mean, there's all this end time stuff that's written in there.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, wow. it's where we even get the big rapture verses. I mean, it's, it's mm-hmm. a real, it's interesting. And so they write him a letter back asking some questions. And so he writes a letter back to them, and that becomes Second Thessalonians. So, so he'd only been with them three weeks, plants a brand new church, and then he's immediately them two downloading. Yeah, he's downloading. Because yeah. then he says, in Second Thessalonians, I believe it's two, he says, uh, now concerning the coming of our Lord and, uh, and, and the day of Christ, says, I don't want you to be soon shaken either by word or by spirit or by letter as though the day of Christ had already come. Mm-hmm. Because For that day will not come unless the falling away comes first and yeah. the man of sin is revealed who opposes and exalts himself above all that is called God, so that he sits in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God.
0: Yeah.
1: And then he says, I think it's like verse 5, he says, he, says d- he said, don't you know, because when I was with you, I taught you all these things. Yeah, that's right. And uh, I just find that really interesting that he would say, when I was with you, I taught you on, I mean, think about what it said, the, the coming of the Lord, the gathering together to him, that would be the rapture of the resurrection of the dead, mm-hmm. the... He says that day won't come unless the falling away comes first, the falling away of of the saints from from yeah. the the, the, end, the end times, and the coming of the lawless one, the son, of, the, the, yeah. the 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 um the the man of sin, the antichrist, who sits in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God, which we we will talk about later, but which is what's called the abomination desolation, and so in three weeks that he had to start a brand new church. <laughs> he he it, Not that that's the only thing he taught him, but he taught him about, I mean, the, the coming of the Lord, the rapture of the church, the resurrection of the dead, the yeah. falling away, the coming of the Antichrist. And none of us, I mean, hardly any of us would think that's how you plant a church. Right. You, you don't start a church with those ideas. Right. And yet Paul, he said, in, in Hebrews, he said, these are the elementary, elementary principles of Christ. Right? And he actually mentions two end-time passages, the resurrection dead and the eternal judgment, as part of the elementary principles, milk... Of you know of, yeah. of the word that it to be to give to babies yeah and so um, I think it's something we we maybe I would not say it's been lost but the Lord's had had it you know in different corners throughout I mean he's kept it he's kept his message but it's something I think that was so ingrained into the uh, the understanding of all of the theology that everything was kind of viewed uh, with that lens at the end in yeah mind. absolutely so, um, so yeah I think it's important for for multiple reasons and of course if if we're in the generation which I think if we're not, we're, we know we're closer. I mean, there's 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 signs that are just unbelievable right now. But it, but if if even if not, it's for the knowledge of God' purposes. This will this will help us on ten other levels related to our, to our walk with the Lord.
0: Wow, that's that is so helpful. Yeah, yeah. So l- let me let me summarize what you just said. Right, studying the end times is actually about revealing who Jesus is. Right, mm-hmm. and and we're missing crucial aspects about the character and nature of Christ if we're not if right. we're not studying um, end times. That um that uh, the other point that you made was that Paul, Acts 19 was the, that the seven Acts seventeen, Acts 17 yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, when he's preaching to the Thessalonians, right? You know, like, clearly he's only there for a short window of time. And and Paul is saying, Hey, this is like really important. I'm gonna teach you these things. And the thought that even comes to mind for me is that's like, you know, in the church, it seems like we we do a really good job of preaching the gospel, but like that's that's the introduction of right. our faith, and, and we don't do a really good job of teaching the entire narrative. Right. Right. And Paul's going, no, I'm going to teach you from beginning to end, Alpha Omega kind of thing, almost, right? right? Like, I'm going to teach you everything that you need to know, not just the thing that gets your foot in the door. Right. Um, and I, it, Yeah, go ahead. And
1: I would say, when we talk about teaching the gospel, there is, the aspect of the gospel of the kingdom is actually, I mean, it's, it's thoroughly established in the scriptures. The gospel is not just death, burial, resurrection of Jesus.
0: Like, That's right, I mean, which is what I was taught yeah. in school, literally, yeah.
1: Uh, I mean, actually, if you think about it, the gospel was, it, he, Galatians said it was preached to Abraham. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. But, so you go back to the Abrahamic covenant, and I'm not going to go into it right now, but that is thoroughly established in eschatology of the of the the blessing of the nations that the, the seed would be that would come from his, from his lineage over all the nations and that wow. they would have an inheritance, which then is described through scripture is the eternal land inheritance at the resurrection of the dead. I, I'm saying a lot right now, but that is, that is the gospel is way bigger than just our message to get people to an altar call. It is so good. And, and I thank, thank God for that. I mean, that's, that is there, that is a part of it as the, as the, as the message of repentance, but it's, it's repentance for the kingdom of God, of God is coming and and is at hand. In other words, it's the both now, it's the now and the coming yeah. realities—and so, um, so yeah. So we, we um, uh, you know, it's, it's the this subject is so interwoven through it from Old Testament totally. to New Testament.
0: Yeah, I remember um, if 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 I was going to answer this question, one of the things that I would say, you know, is is you know, why is it so important to know? Um, you challenged me one time. You may not have realized that you even challenged me. Um, I guess not your personality. But you were we were talking about somebody um, as it relates to the study of the end times, mm-hmm. and, and you said, um, you just you just made this like comment, and you said, you know, there's there's entire sections of the Bible that Christians have written off as if it's irrelevant and not important, oh, and yeah, So they don't read it, and and I I remember being so struck by that, going, wow, I, you're right, like you know what, like you, I think we were actually talking about Ezekiel, and at the point at that time, I'd never read Ezekiel. I'm right. like. I'm like you know a youth pastor, been doing ministry full time for years, and had never thought to open Ezekiel, and you gave language to it. It was honestly because I deemed it irrelevant, and I and and you know obviously you know Paul tells Timothy all Scripture is right. God breathed, profitable, you know, and in all of it is the Word of the Lord, right. um, and, and he's actually referencing the Old Testament, so he's not yeah. even referencing his New Testament. <laughs> you know what I mean? So um, you know, I would simply say like you know why is it so important for 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 Christians to know? Because it's in the Bible. Yeah. That is, it's point blank. And it's not just in the Bible like once, you know? Right. We've got a few verses on tongues, and we'll hang our hat on that all day long. We've got, you know, over 150 chapters yeah, Bible, that right. that speak about the end times. And it's like, well, we've basically just taken 150 chapters and said, well, no one can know. Let's shove that in the corner because it's not right. important.
1: No, I think, man, what you just said, the nail on the um, that... You know, there, there is massive real estate in the Bible that's, this unread. The pages are still stuck together,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and, and there, and because we don't understand, we're not, we don't have an appreciation for the, the, the prophets and what they may have been prophesying about. You know, we just think it's something historical that just, and there are historical things in there, but they were ultimately looking for a future redemption day. In other words, these ideas still have future application to us. Yeah. But I, but I remember that. I remember. I can remember just like, you know, I mean, I had like I'd open up somewhere in Zechariah and be like nope not today you know like, <laughs> i didn't know i didn't even know what even i had no grid for that you yeah. know and so and, and you see that in church i mean i, I can't it, you know it was it's rare that i'd heard anyone teach out of the book of isaiah that wasn't chapter you know right six wasn't or, Jesus or chapters, 53 yeah. Yeah. and i you know and i you know think of those verses but i mean like there's there, that's that leaves 64 other chapters you know that are
0: yeah.
1: virtually untouched um and I mean, the Book of Daniel. It was always Shadrach, Meshach, and you know, <laughs> right. you know and, and it was always you know, Daniel the Lions Den. And what about the other half of the book that is specifically eschatological in nature, or prophecies that are just not, they're not. I didn't even know they existed, honestly. Wow. Yeah. And um, and so I always say this once, once, once for me, and I've seen this happen with so many other people. Once we get, you know catch a little bit of the end times, you kind of know a little bit of where, where what stuff is and where it goes. The, the specifically the Old Testament, the prophets become alive, and they you're able to read, you start reading, going, Oh, man, Ezekiel was saying the same thing I just read that Zachariah said. Mm. Oh, that uh, and he's saying what, oh, that's what that's kind of like what Daniel said. And yeah. it's like, it's like you start realizing they're all looking at a diamond from different facets, and they're yeah. seeing the same diamond, but they're just seeing it from little different angles, and it adds to the story. You start seeing the Bible come together as this hyperlink text that it is, and um, and it's just, I so yeah, I mean. It, End times isn't the only subject that does that but it is such a when you start realizing that it's so much of it's woven into i mean every book i that i that i that i that i've read through has something related to the end times yeah but maybe not jonah that's the only one I, I haven't really found much but but every other book i could find has something that's has an end time reference or passage and sometimes it's it's a, a large swaths of those yeah of those passages and and, and so i think kind of catching that you start realizing, okay, this isn't just irrelevant information that was only, you know, applicable to, you know, Isaiah in his day. Like right. he was talking about something that that's our, in our future and has, has real relevance. And so.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's so rich, man. It's so rich. So, so I want to move on to another question yeah. um, because we get this one all the time. Uh, and it's one that I asked. Right. And it's, it's kind of part B to the last question. Right. So first question was why is it so important? The, the second question is, what do you say when someone like me walks up and says, okay, listen, um, nobody can ever really know, and so therefore we really shouldn't study it, right? Now, that's again, it's a little bit right. – it's, a, it's, a, it's like a more precise version of the other question because that's where I went, right? I'm right. going, well, this is such a hotly debated topic. Everybody's got you know all your major you know every, everybody puts it on their statement of faith on their website right every church has to believe in the second coming right. otherwise you're really not a Christian right but it's like other than that we don't touch it because it's so debated and we just go well then we sh- we should talk about it right because it's so you know it's so controversial nobody can really know right right so answer the skeptic answer me yeah well
1: I would say that 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 in, in, that idea. Though I understand why why people say that, it seems to be contrary to every other thing God did in the Scriptures. Mm -hmm. Like He didn't He didn't come and try to make everything super complicated. I mean, when Jesus came, He was talking to people in a very, in a way they could understand. You know, He He didn't talk about nuclear science. He talked about fish and and, you know what I mean, bread and and farming and and he and he made difficult ideas simple. And and but in nature of that, He made people that were not humble. It made it difficult for them, mm. so he was able to to make it really easy for the for the those that were humble and, and for the wise they would they would miss it, yeah. but I see wise in their own eyes, not necessarily wise, but you know, yeah. and so um, so there's that, but um, Jesus, I say the scriptures, if this was something that that nobody can know and therefore we shouldn't even bother, then you have to ask the question. Then why did he devote so much real estate to it? Yeah. And, and then tell us to pursue these ideas. I mean, you know, think about this. I mean, if nobody can know, no signs could be seen, no no upfront anything, and then the disciples in Matthew 24, they're like, what will be the sign of your coming and at the end of the age? Then th- th- he should have said, you know, it's not for you to know the times of the season right there or something right, like that. Or right. he should have said something, but no, he goes on and gives like, an entire chapter of things to look for.
0: Yeah,
1: when you true. see these things, know your redemption is to draw a knife. How, how would they even know to look for it if they're not supposed to, if it's just too hard to figure out? Yeah. Why go through the trouble of telling us so many things to look for, so many uh, um, passages that, that call us to understanding, to come and see if we're not supposed to see or if we're not, we can't mm-hmm. understand? And so I think people have taken a verse That's a, a, bit, a, bit, a bit out of context. Yeah. Share the verse. Yeah, the verse in Matthew twenty four, where he said that day and that hour no one knows. And so we've meant, we've taken that. Then don't bother. Like that's not mm-hmm. what he said, you know. That's so good. And there's a couple of things I would say even about that verse. Um, but if you,
0: yeah, we'll talk about that verse. Oh, we'll talk so about that, we'll that verse talk, later. Okay. In a couple of episodes, when we talk yes. about imminence. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and so that, I don't think that verse is saying what people are trying to make it say, and it's it's kind of almost an excuse to be somewhat either lazy or just you know. Um, uh... I maybe mean, that's what that is yeah um there's something there's something that's not that's not it, it goes against every other thing that God's called us to do and, th- and and like you said earlier there's over 150 chapters in the Bible that are that are devoted to this subject I mean that to say that that is not relevant it would it, if you could take line those up in order that'd be like taking Matthew Mark Luke John Ephesians Colossians Galatians ripping those out of your Bible totally. and tossing them you know roughly 150 chapters what like, like, where would our faith be if we ripped that much real estate out of our Bible? Totally. And so, yet because it's spread out and it's about this subject, and we take one verse that we th- that we really don't even know what that's what that's saying, because it's not it's not saying don't study it, and it's actually not even saying what people think it means, which is mm-hmm. that you can't understand even the timing of, of the Lord. I mean, very cl- anyway. Well, I know we'll go into that a yeah, l- yeah. little bit more more in more detail, but um. Uh, so yeah, I just think that's 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 a lie. That's something that if, if we if you thought that said that, it's probably good just to to repent of that. Mm-hmm. And uh, because you know you you don't want to you don't want to have to give an account to the Lord over your lack of of initiative in the things that were really important to Him. Because you know wow. you you read you, you heard uh, someone say, "Don't worry about it. No, you know no one can know. Therefore don't don't study it out. No, this is this is too important of a subject
0: to 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 do that with." Wow. That's, that's really powerful. Yeah. Well, uh, I appreciate you, you answering that. Um, so uh, this is kind of a, this, this question alone, honestly, you may not be able to answer it in two minutes, but I'm going to ask you if you can, if you can answer it in just two minutes. Okay. Um, and if you can't, we'll just move on. Right. Fair enough. Um, one of the things that I think really it, it helped tie together some things uh, in when it, when, it, when it comes to eschatology for me was understanding a little bit of the role that, that Israel plays um, at the end of the age because Israel almost is, is the arena in which a lot of these things are played out. Mm-hmm. And so could you give me like two minutes on um, the importance of Israel and our understanding of the end times? Um, and, and maybe if I could even guide you a little bit more, right. um, the thing that you said that was very helpful for me was understanding um, that up until nineteen when is it forty two forty eight they weren't even a nation, right. and the impact that that has on the study of the end times.
1: Yeah, so I, I, I'll try to I'll try to blow through. This, this is not going to be fair, but um, <laughs> I'm
0: sorry. No, no, no. no we'll no. do a whole episode. Yeah, yeah. I would imagine. The, on uh,
1: it. You know, if you, you if you start with just with with Abraham's covenant, he does tell him he says he says I will make of you a great nation. Mm. There's the singular. And said, in, "In you and in your seed, all the nations, plural, will be blessed." And so there's a promise, an eschatological promise, for a singular nation that will be raised up, a capital nation of the whole earth, you, you could say, it, that that and that God through the seed would also give inheritance or blessing to all the nations. So there's mm-hmm. the dual aspect. So so it's not, in other words, from the very beginning, there's something found for specifically them. Now, what you said is this: is that is that uh, you know the scriptures. You know, Isaiah eleven eleven talks about there would be two exiles, two major exiles that God would send Israel into, and, and He would gather them twice. And so, you know, what's interesting is that these promises um, that all through the scriptures that speak of Israel and Jerusalem and all that—that's specifically about those people and those people groups. We can't just hijack those thing, those yeah. ideas. But um, in in there was a, a captivity that took place in seventy A.D. under the Babylonians under Nebuchadnezzar. Um, that Jeremiah prophesied would last 70 years. You said 78, 70 I'm sorry, Yep. I'm nope. sorry. I'm I, just I, trying to I, I, no, 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 I know you know it. <laughs> roughly 586 B.C. <laughs> there we go. What, what, what and, then, and then a second exile, sorry, that was in 70 AD under the, under the hands of the Romans that Jesus seemed to prophesy in Matthew 23 when not one stone would be left upon another. And it's actually in several other places as well. Daniel 9 yeah. seems to reference this as well. And, um, and so they go out of the land from roughly 70 AD um, until 1948. And so, you know, you can imagine every Christian scholar that lived in that interim, you know, when there was no Israel even in the land, that became very difficult for them when they would read these eschatological passages that specifically related to the nation of Israel. How does that, how would that ever be fulfilled? Just naturally, and so what happens is, yeah, because
0: there is no Israel. Israel there is no is, Israel. Yeah, for, for those of you who are young adults, you may not realize this, but for until 1948, Israel wasn't considered yeah. a nation.
1: Yeah, roughly 2,000 years, not quite 2,000 years, 1,900 something years. There was no Israel for these passages to even be fulfilled, and so naturally, it would be very difficult to even find out how would you fulfill this. And so it just it gave uh, the, the theology was already there, but it, it it gave more credence to the idea that maybe Israel has been replaced and 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 by the by the the gen, primary Gentile church. Um, and, and, and anyway, and so that theology kind of began to, to raise up and, and, and got more, more strange. So when, when we see Israel, see Jerusalem, we would immediately replace that, that idea with this talking about the church, the church. Yeah. And, um, and so, so it's such a big deal because when Israel comes back as a nation in, in 70 AD, it, it's like a, 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 a 19, it, a, a, 19, 19 I keep, it's all right. I, I, I got no, 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 no. You, brother. That's all right. 1948, 1948, um, uh, when that happened, it, it like allowed it's, it's it's positioned Israel to be in a place where these prophecies can actually come to pass, mm-hmm. and it's a big deal. I mean, you think about you know it, it would be similar to I don't know I mean America's what three hundred something yeah. years old yeah just under yeah under. And, and roughly sixteen hundred years from now if all the American Indians took over the United States and and you know but I mean still have their tradition their religion intact yeah, you know yeah. their, their language intact. That would that would be unthinkable that that could happen. And some level, that's what happened with Israel. They come back. They still have their religion. They still have their culture. They still have their their um, their language. Yeah. Um. Even after nearly two thousand years of exile, I mean, there's never been anything like that. Yeah. And so, um, remarkable. And so, the Lord preserved them, and uh, and He has He has plans for them, uh, the remnant of Israel, specifically those that will give their life to Jesus. I'm not talking about those that are that will stay in unbelief. You Mm -hmm. know, but the Lord is going to redeem them and they are they will be a part of the church and many of them already are many of them have already come to jesus yeah so but yeah he has plans he has plans for all the nations and but he has a very unique plan that's been written in scriptures for israel
0: thank you so much for listening we hope you enjoyed that conversation and that you were ministered to. Please remember to follow us and to leave a good rating on your preferred streaming platform. And if you want to learn more about Gatekeepers, visit gatecityatl.com gatekeepers. See you in the next episode.